Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of Through Nick and Thin. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie, not exactly in chronological order anymore, we'll talk about it. I, I'm your host, my name is Steve. Joining me is my co-host Hannah. Hannah, wake up, it's time to do a podcast. I know this movie was super boring and you've been asleep for four days. But <sighs> Thank God, you woke me up finally. I've been in a coma ever since this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a coma. <laughs> the boringness of the plot reached through the screen and it hit Hannah in the head. Sent me into a coma. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> Hannah fell into a coma. I thought she was just sleeping because that's how boring Butcher's Crossing was. Butcher's Crossing, I believe, came out in 2022, but it was only available in film festivals until this week and this week only in very select theaters. So Hannah and I went to go see Butcher's Crossing, the latest installment of a Nicolas Cage movie where it's just a boring Western. Um, and that's the plot. So thank you. We'll always be here for you through Nick and Thin. <laughs> I'm Have kidding. a great day, guys. I'm kidding. Hannah, uh-huh. you want to get us started with a little behind the scenes yeah, I think info? I need. I think I need to bring some energy into this. Yeah, I'm feeling very low energy. Yeah. <laughs> How now, brown cow? The arsonist. Has oddly shaped feet. Okay. Butcher's Crossing. Yes, Steve, as Steve mentioned, he was correct. It debuted at the Toronto Film Festival last September 2022, but made its release, select release to theaters um, on October 20th, 2023. Wow. And we saw it, I don't know, the 23rd or something. Something like that. So not for not first in line, but thank God we bought tickets in advance. Though it would have yeah. been really hard to get our make our way into that theater. Oh my God, we walk in. I bought tickets in advance just because it's easier on the app, and I bought the tickets. And we're like, oh my God, we're gonna be the only people here. Like, there's a Scorsese movie out. It was also like a random day. It wasn't a Friday or Saturday night. There's the it was Taylor, a Wednesday. There's a Taylor, there's Swift, a Taylor movie. Swift movie. There was some horror movie that these yeah. like sixteen year old girls were trying to sneak into. Oh my god, I forgot about those. Yeah, girls. the guy selling caught. them popcorn. He he sold them popcorn first, which like smart boss move yeah. on his part. And then yeah. was like, oh hey guys, can I can I see your tickets again? And they were like, yeah. And he was like, oh okay, well just need to see some accompanying identification for this one. You know, it's an R rated movie. And they were like, oh, we didn't bring it. And he was like, okay, do you have a driver's license? And they were like, um, can we show you our school ID? <laughs> he was like, um, in fact, you cannot. And how about you call your mom to pick you up? <laughs> yeah. Wild. This all happened while I was in the bathroom. Like, yeah, I was waiting for uh, yeah. to buy a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. I didn't like, first of all, I didn't know that teenagers sneaking into an R-rated movie is still a thing, right? Like, can't right? they just, like, just stream, stream it. an R-rated movie? Just buy it at your home. Or buy a ticket to it. Like, what I always did when I was maybe younger than 18. Yeah, you buy a ticket to, to a different movie, a different movie you know. 
Yeah, like... I, something that's happening at the same time, and then you just find out what theater yeah. your movie is in. Although, these theaters were all unmarked, so I wouldn't know which mm. movie was in what. <laughs> unmarked theater. <laughs> Sounds really sketchy. But anyway, It was a sketchy It was theater. sketchy. But anyway, we get in, and we're like, oh, we're going to be the only ones in this theater. This is going to be amazing. And so, the the first, mo- so the movie starts, the movie starts, and we're like shit-talking it loudly, oh, out yeah. loud, because we're like, well, we're just basically in our house right now. We can just like behave as we would at home which yeah. is like animals <laughs> <laughs> during these movies and then this girl walks in a girl walks in alone by herself it's sits right girl. in front of us i mean not like directly but still come on why are you here why are you at why this are you movie? doing this to yourself why we don't you have there? a choice yeah <laughs> yeah yeah she was on her phone most of the time I she looked like she was that. like falling asleep i'm like you don't have to be here we i have to be here yeah I yeah. get paid to be here. No, we don't, no, we get, don't paid. get paid. We should be very clear about we that. We paid. We paid to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We pay like a lot more than the price of admission to be here. Yeah. So that was annoying because then Looking we couldn't, wild. you know, just be rambunctious like we wanted to be. Anyway. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Released to theaters October twentieth. Mm, yes. So far, this has a six point one out of ten on IMDb. And a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's wrong. Which is criminally it's just, high. It's just too high. It's just too high. This movie's bad. I couldn't find out how much it has made at the box office so far, probably because no one cares to keep that statistic. <laughs> but the budget seems to be $10 million, which also feels too low. Uh, I mean, $2 million of that probably went to Nick. And the remain another million went to the cast, and then that still leaves seven million for like filming. That's a lot of money. I guess so. Sabin or Saban, I don't know how that's pronounced. Films. Uh, it's a production company. They produced it at the eleventh hour, and they were able to bring this to the theaters. So they signed on after it made it to Toronto. Oh, interesting. Um, they okay. seem to mostly produce like. I might be using this term incorrectly, but like anime esque things. Like yeah. I saw, I saw Yu Gi Oh written in a Wikipedia article, but then yeah. I also saw Power Rangers. Yeah, it there is were, Power Rangers anime. Um, they're or like inspired in the same family. By, they're not anime because anime is animated, and I don't think the Power Rangers were ever animated. But they're inspired by like anime and Japanese filmmaking yeah, yeah, yeah. and cartoons. Yeah. Okay. So. They came on, and they also, I think, produced um, The Old Way. Oh, if really? If I'm not mis- mistaken. So it's Westerns and, like, Listen, the Power Rangers. I, they, <laughs> they found their niche, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. They found two very specific niches. <laughs> it was directed and produced by Gabe Polsky, who also produced Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. So oh, that's his second time God. working with Nick Cage. That was that one with Eva Mendez. Oh, I remember. Okay. I'm surprised. I'm reminding our audience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, they could go back and listen to that episode because I think we had a lot of fun with it. Um, we didn't like it. No. Well, no. We didn't have fun with the movie, but we had fun talking about it, I think. Yeah. But uh, I do remember this guy, Gabe, saying, there's just something so magical about seeing Nicolas Cage on screen with a lizard. So I'm surprised he didn't get a lizard into this movie. He did get a horse, which we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about the horse story. Based on a novel. Yeah. Also called Butcher's Crossing from 1960, written by the great John Edward Williams. So that's not 
John Williams. No. Okay. That's not the John Williams. John Edward Williams. John Edward Williams. He also wrote Augustus, I believe, and Stoner. If you're familiar with either of those novels. Well, I'm just so well read, but I'd like, you know. You would forget because you've read too many of them. I've read so many books. It's just, it's insane. All of the It's books hard to keep track. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's wild. I mean, you know. You remember the plots, but not the titles. So you, yeah. you've read both of these and you uh, could yeah. probably tell me the plot, but it, me telling you the title means nothing. They're not about Nicolas Cage. So we're going to move past <laughs> it. I definitely read them. <laughs> This is Nick's fifth collaboration with an actor named Xander Berkeley. Oh, okay. He plays the old man, Charlie. Yes. Uh, I went on his IMDb and I started scrolling and I was overwhelmed by the sheer number of projects he's been in. And I came across Seeking Justice and then I just had to stop there. So that's, it said five. I counted one and I gave up after that. Good enough for me. I guess we know two. (laughs) Yeah, now we know two. So that's, that's fine. That's almost five. The film takes place in Colorado, but it was filmed in Montana. Um, they did the entire filming in 19-day span, which is okay. pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, on the Blackfeet Indian Reservation. Right. And they also did some uh, filming in Glacier National Park and then a mm. small city in the surrounding area. Um, I decided to just look on a map because in Montana, I'm not super familiar with where this uh reservation in particular is and Uh-oh. it's it is all the way north at the border so it is like it is oh, it is like bordering canadia Ca- yeah canadia it's just south of calgary oh, okay yeah 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 i'm surprised you had to look that up like i read so many books about the geography right, of montana the <laughs> <laughs> i don't care about anything that you have to say right now. wow that's really mean that's so mean <laughs> Look at what this movie's doing to us. I'm joking. So speaking of the Blackfoot tribe, um, all of the stunt doubles that were hired were a crew of 17 uh, Blackfoot stunt stunt doubles. They have like their own production company. Um, The Blackfeet Reservation Tribal Council is like very familiar with film and production. Hmm. Um, The old way was produced back or filmed back to back. With this one, that was that filmed first, right. and then yeah. this was filmed second. Okay. Um, I don't believe it was filmed on the reservation, but it was also filmed in Montana. So Nick spent a lot of time mm. in Montana, although probably not as much time as he expected since this was only, like, this wrapped days. in 19 days. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you recall, the old way had that armorer i think is the uh, the uh, title of that uh-huh. profession sure it's the like prop master for guns yes um i forget her name but she was the one who worked on the movie that alec baldwin was on where oh. he like misfired the gun and killed one of the crew members yeah yeah yeah. so i looked and like she was definitely not an armor on this movie okay <laughs> but it was filmed back to back and it was both oh. in montana like i wonder if she originally was supposed to be on supposed this one? to be because i remember from mm. the old way she got in trouble with like nick didn't like the way that she was handling the guns really? and this was that was before the incident so wow. like she had a few you know counts of being accused of like yeah being bad at her job Ugh, that's that's <laughs> it's really awkward yikes yeah um let's see oh so uh we just watched a fun short little interview 
It was like a roundtable oh, yeah. discussion, and Jonathan Majors was also involved in it. Oh, it was the um, was, the yeah. actors on actors roundtable. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was gonna watch so, that. So so we I just didn't. caught like a snippet of it, yeah. and um, Nick was saying that he the horse that he had to ride in this movie was his name was Rain Man, and he kept saying that this horse kept trying to kill him. Yeah, he was insistent that the horse was trying to kill him. He said, you know, like. I, he would like throw me around and like headbutt me. And every time I would just try it again on this horse and film, like he was just like crazy with him. Yeah. That was funny. Um, he said he is full on PTSD from Rain Man. And then Jonathan Majors was like, oh, I know Rain Man. I've ridden Rain Man before. That's <laughs> And that insane. blew Nick's mind. That <laughs> blew my mind. I mean, like, how many horses are there? How many actors are there? How? What are the chances? For the last shot of the movie that they filmed, Nick was saying, like, he had to just be on the horse. And he was like, guys, I, I almost don't want to. I almost don't want to do this. I can't get back on this horse. Yeah. And then they just, like, forced him up there. And he just made it, like, a very miserable experience for <laughs> There were some horse riding scenes in this movie where you were like, that's clearly not Nicolas Cage on the horse. It was one of the, uh, one of the Blackfoot, Blackfoot stunt uh, doubles. Yeah. There you so go. that's really cool. And then the last fun fact. Ooh, so fun. You will notice that Nick Cage looks a little different in this movie. Sure does. And you can tell in his upcoming movie, Dream Scenario, which I'm sure most people have seen some of the previews for, Mm. he has the same look and feel in a way. Nick Cage shaved his whole head. Yes. Completely bald for this role. I don't know why. I don't know why that was a choice. Maybe it was in the book. Perhaps didn't look that up. I tried to find m- some information about it. I couldn't find any. I couldn't find like him talking about it or his like why he made the choice. So we can hypothesize. Yeah, yeah. I guess we can hypothesize if it like fits within the story of the movie. But well, he does something in the movie with his hair that we can talk about when it comes to it. But okay, I think um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But remind but in me. dream scenario, he is balding so i assume Mm. what they did was he had his bald head and then they just like gave him like the fake hair for like the receding what is that called male 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 pattern pattern baldness baldness. yeah the little horseshoe yeah Yeah. exactly like by his ears and like around the back of his head the ring around the rosy bullshit yeah (laughs) yeah that (laughs) i don't understand what was that in reference to oh we so oh my god that has nothing to do with our podcast this is just something that you said in our regular lives i did yeah we 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 don't need to get into it (laughs) well now we have to say something (laughs) we I, I just kicked the mic, so sorry if that sounds weird. But so we bought this bed skirt like years ago, and we thought it was going to be one of the ones that just drapes over our box spring, but it didn't. It was like an elastic band with a little skirt, and it just always fell off. And I called it Ring Around the Rosy Bullshit, and uh, Hannah loved that. And so I brought it back up like as an inside joke ago. for us. And not for you, listener. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we can't be doing that. Yeah. Then we have to dive into backstories. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why people tune in. They want to learn more about no, us. No, they want to hear about the movie, which we should probably get into. Yeah, we should. So we're going to go through this movie, Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene. However, there's a lot of Nick Cage scenes. And I'm going to really just break it down into the important ones and then the seasons. Because that's how the movie's broken down. Mm-hmm. But I do want to highlight a few things right off the top that... 
uh, we may not have mentioned, but I wrote down before starting the scenes. One is that this is a Saturn Films picture. I don't oh, yeah, I yeah. forgot to mention that. Yeah, so Saturn Films. It's so funny that any of these movies where Saturn Films is, it's always the last production company mm. shown. And then when you like do research on the movie, if you didn't catch that Saturn Films, it's never listed. Saturn no. Films is never listed no. as a production company on it. It's a ghost production company. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like an it's Uber just ghost because he was in the movie. They just like they were like, okay, surprise, we're just gonna put I this thought, logo on here. I thought, I thought it was disbanded. Yeah, I thought we were reported that it was like bankrupt it like did. a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It probably anyway. doesn't contribute any money. Just yeah, like vibes. <laughs> they're just like fine. It's like part of his contract in the fine print. And they're like, ah, oh, fuck. Now I gotta put this in the front. But um. Another thing that I think we need to talk about that we didn't, which I need to say in the beginning because there aren't really a lot of scenes of them together. So there's an actor by the name of Paul Racy, um, <laughs> who is an actual good actor. He was in this movie, The Sound of Metal, which was last year, two years ago. He was really impressive in it. Um, he might be the worst actor I've ever seen in this movie. It was so bad. It was... so. It was, movie, it was like unapologetically bad. Yeah. So the movie, I guess well, I'll mention in, in a bit more detail, centers around a young man played by the guy who was Sidney Sweeney's brother in the first season of White Lotus. I don't, I don't know how to describe him better than that. He has really short arms. He's got tiny little arms and tiny little fingers. It might hope, be, it might be, like it might be a like, physical defect. Yeah, I might have to look that up. And I can look it up while you're speaking. Okay, please do, and let me know if I'm allowed to make fun of him or not. Um, will do okay thanks but so it centers around him and his whole thing is that he drops out of college and he writes this letter to his father like i'm going west to find myself and so he finds this man who knew his father who's paul racy who runs butcher's crossing which is like a fur trading post for buffalo or bison fur and this kid walks in kid he's like in his 20s but he walks in, and Paul Racy's like, what are you doing in my office? Please get out now. <laughs> like, no exaggeration. Yeah, and it, he was like, sir, you actually knew my father. You, you know me. If I had known who you were, I would have said so. Now, please, I have something to do. Riddles 3. Like, yeah. that's what he sounded <laughs> like. But yeah, it's like, it's the most, like, I don't know, like, if you've ever gone to, like, a high school theater production, and you're like, Jesus, who put this guy in there? Okay, his... His Wikipedia doesn't mention anything about it, but he so, went to high school with Maya Hawk. Oh, interesting. If it means anything to you. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. So he's just got little tiny arms. Maybe. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I'll keep looking. All keep right. going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so while Hannah's looking that up, so so as to not, you know, just blow past any uh, Nick Cage scenes, I, some one thing that I think really bothered me about this movie. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> There's an article. While there are rumors about a potential arm disability, there's no concrete evidence or confirmation regarding Fred Hetchinger's disability. Okay, so I think he's just got. So others have also. Others have also noticed an a potential arm disability. There are scenes in this movie where he's wearing a jacket and like you only see his fingers coming through the jacket sleeve. (laughs) He's got tiny little little hands. I don't know. Maybe it's just him, but. I guess that means he can play a young man for longer. Um, but anyway, I think they wanted him to feel. They wanted him to feel young. They yeah, almost cast I think that was intentional uh, too. Nat Wolf or Alex Wolf. I forget his, the guy's name. I have no idea. Who, the guy from um, Pig. 
Oh, the Salt kid. Bay from Pig. Salt who, Bay. Who was, who was also in uh, Jumanji. Him. Yeah, the Jumanji remakes. Okay. They yeah. wanted to cast him, but they thought he would look too old, which I don't understand because I think this guy looks way older than him. I don't know. They look roughly the same. They have kind of young faces, I guess, to yeah. me. I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering, but. Yeah, no. He's 5'7". So he's just a shorter guy. A short king, as, a short king. as the kids say. All right. Yeah, we can make fun of him. Continue. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I don't think this movie is very well directed. Let's get into the Nick Cage scenes. I don't think this podcast is very well I don't. I don't think so either. We never claimed that it was. <laughs> so the first time we see Nicolas Cage is when uh, the short king himself walks up to Butcher's Crossing and Nick Cage is on the back of, um, what was the horse's name? Rain Man. Rain Man. Nick Cage is on the back of Rain Man. And he sees the kid. That's he's the like, horse's real name, not the horse's name in the movie. Yes, true. Yeah, yeah. So he's just like, "What? Do, I think I wrote down what he says. Ah, there ain't nothing in there for no one. And then he rides off something, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. That's every conversation. Yeah. <laughs> There's so, nothing here for me. <laughs> so after the kid does not get a job from world's worst actor, Paul Racy, um, he finds his way into the saloon. Where Nicolas Cage is sitting with a crazy old man that he's apparently worked with five times. Xander Beauregard or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And a woman who turns out to be like the bartender, the the barmaid. Just some some random woman. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. We mentioned it briefly, but there's a real great close-up shot of nick and he is yes completely shaven bald yeah big thick luscious beard i don't know yeah look really good. really nice beard looked good on him because it kind of covers his skin <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. um i think i mentioned this to you in the theater mm-hmm. i don't know if he has the best shaped head oh yeah to be completely bald no i do think the shape of the beard helped because it, it kind of yeah. came down to a point in the movie he looked really good I thought, yeah, but there, like when he like his profile, I was like, oh, mm, weird on the profile, weird, weird head shape. Hmm. <laughs> Are we just the worst? Yeah, no, we're horrible. We're making fun of people for very, very normal things about their physicality. <laughs> Should we start over? <laughs> no, no, we have to keep going. We just have to push through now. Um, Nick uh, starts lighting up a pipe while he's in the the saloon and I wrote down I don't know how to smoke a pipe but I'm pretty sure that ain't it Uh, it, he just looked really awkward doing it so Nick then tells this uh, short king that that you don't want to work at Butcher's Crossing anyway because all of the buffalo in this area have just really thin hides. You can't even get good fur from it. I know a place where the buffalo roam and they have really thick hides, but I'm going to need about five or $600 in order to do it properly. And do you know anybody with that kind of money? And immediately I'm like, oh, he's a con man. This is an interesting movie. He's not. It's not an interesting movie. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> um, so, I, I also thought it was a con. Right? Yeah. The way I he, think that's what... Yeah, that's yeah. what the audience was probably led to believe. Yeah, because it was poorly directed. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, if you're listening, which we know you are. So he convinces, Nick Cage convinces 
the short king to give him the money and <laughs> join him as part of his crew. I'm just looking for an adventure, sir. Well, I need me a crew. And I already got me Charlie here, who's this crazy old one-armed man. But we need a good skinner. Someone who can skin the hides off them buffalo. Nick Cage doesn't really have an accent. He just kind of talks like himself, even though it's like 1800s Montana. Um, yeah. So the next day, Nick Cage meets with a skinner and... I have a lot to say about this, Skinner, but we'll get to that maybe in a moment. But uh, when he's like going through what he's going to pay the Skinner and what the Skinner's going to get paid and all that, he's got these tiny little glasses on. Do you yes, remember that? You, yes. said, you said it's giving Benjamin Franklin Gates vibes. <laughs> and then you whispered to me not long after that, you said, the pacing in this movie is horrible. And we're three scenes in. <laughs> Oh, this is when I had to start whispering because the other person was she in walked the movie in. Theater. Right. So like four, three, four scenes into the movie, a woman walks in and is like, no, I'll check this out. And then stayed for the duration of this piece of shit. Anyway. <laughs> so a big like title card comes up on the screen and it says fall. And we're like, okay, all right, this movie's broken up by seasons, I guess. And really all it is, is there's just a whole shitload of scenes of the... Young kid, Nicolas Cage, the crazy old man, and the Skinner just making their way up north. They got to go up to Canada where there's... No, the... no, no. Colorado, remember? They're not actually in Montana. Oh, right. Whatever. They got to go... <laughs> I don't... Oh, they were in Oklahoma. They got to go Oklahoma yeah. to Colorado yeah. to get these buffalo. And uh, so they're like they're just wandering around. They're like, oh, we're, we're running out of water. Where's the water? We need to drink. And, um... Oh, don't they come across like a woman? Yes, so I was going to mention that. So they come across, before they come across a woman, they come across, like, they come, they go to this outpost that, right. that's just like a little shack. Just in the middle of and they were gonna get absolutely their supplies. desert. They were going to re-up their supplies. That's what it's there for. But the man who runs the outpost was brutally murdered, his testicles cut off, placed in his hand by the local Native American tribe because he knows that everybody's out there killing all the buffalo only for their hides and not for their meat and the bones and everything like that. And so I was like... They're getting greedy. So I was like, aha, we're going to have a conflict with the Native American tribes and these four white men heading west or northwest or whatever. Hey, that would be a a great movie. (laughs) This is an interesting movie. But that didn't happen and it's not an interesting movie. immediately after they walk out of that check there is a woman who like approaches them and is like please sir we need some water and she like reaches for her gun and that's the first scream of the movie is nick cage sort of somewhat loudly not really a scream points his gun back at the woman is like what does he say get your hand off that rifle so it's a scream but it wasn't it's not gonna be the best one but it's the first one so i thought i'd highlight it so the first scream always gives me goosebumps. Oh, <laughs> I never forget my first scream. <laughs> um, so we finally get to where, they, where they're where they going. And of course, there's tons of buffalo. Uh, there is an odd scene where they're it's at the like camp. There's like hundreds of thousands of them. Oh, it's insane. Well, it's like how there used to be all the buffalo. Yeah, I got some facts. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that too. So they get... Because <laughs> I have thoughts on something that's somewhat related to all of that but anyway so they get to where they're going and there's shitload of buffalo and they set up their camp and there's a weird moment where the the kid is like so tell me nicholas cage why buffalo and then nick just doesn't answer <laughs> just doesn't say a word so um no, nothing they finally start hunting the buffalo and uh 
Nick lays out his plan. He's like, here's what you got to do. You got to find the leader. You got to kill the leader. Then there's going to be another leader. You got to kill the second leader. And then you can just start picking them off one by one. And he goes, here's another thing. It's very important. You can't get too close to the buffalo. That'll spook them. But you also can't be too far away because you'll never make that shot. And then it pans out and they're like four feet from the buffalo. I was going to say, they couldn't be closer to the <laughs> buffalo. so close to the buffalo. It is like almost literally shooting fish in a barrel. In, with, with it what is comical doing. how close they are to the buffalo and how stupid the buffalo are for not going after them. Well, not going after after them, but or also running like, away. or running away from the loud banging noise. Like I guess, I mean, I don't know anything about buffalo hunting. Like this was right. truly my first foray into bison hunting. So, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. So, uh, you know, a, a bit of a novice here, uh, but uh. <laughs> um, yeah, they probably should just run away. Is my expert opinion? <laughs> um, actually, I would have just run away. If I were, if, it, if, um, I, if were, I were a buffalo, I would have ran away. I would have just not <laughs> gotten shot. <laughs> anyway, so he gets stopped at one point because the Skinner. Let's just talk about the Skinner now. Okay. The Skinner, he's he frustrates me as a character because he's only in there to provide like exposition. Like he's the one who's like, we can't go over there. There's no water over there. What are we going to do if we run out of water? And then they run out of water. And he's like, see, I told you we, we wouldn't have water. And then it's like, oh, what are we going to do if we go over there? We can't do that because there's Native Americans. They're going to get us. And then, of course, the Native Americans never do. But he's just there as like, a con- there, there's no reason for him to be there other than he's the guy who knows how to skin the buffalo. But like the characters, just so uninteresting to me and so frustrating. Like, there's no depth to this character. Is that the author of the novel's fault? Well, I wonder if he's more fleshed out in the book. But I don't know. I didn't read the book, and I don't. I know thought you said you did read the book. Oh, I did, but I've just read so many books that, <laughs> that I don't remember the plot. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the Skinner like comes in and interrupts, and he's like, "Hey, man, I can only skin so many buffalo." And Nick's like, "I." The next scream, I could have had the whole herd. If you're, yeah, and if then you're that just, just yeah. that just continues. And that continues. That continues. He's just uh, greedy. Yeah. So, yeah, they get back to the campfire. There's another quick scream where they're like, like the Skinner's taking a piss or something. And he comes back and goes, boo, and scares them. And Nick's like, did you have to do that so loud? My ears are still stinging from that rifle. Uh, then the Skinner gives this really, really long, boring monologue that I'm just like, holy shit, I'm so bored. I don't remember it. I may have blacked out for you that You probably one. blacked out, but <laughs> you might remember this because at the end of the monologue, unprompted, Nick Cage points at the Skinner and says, I know you. <laughs> and then the scene fucking ends, guys. <laughs> it was so weird. It was so weird. Um, there's more montages of them just killing Buffalo, taking their skins, leaving the carcass, you know, maybe taking one carcass here and there to eat, but that's it. Um, the kid gets sick at one point and he, yeah, oh, sorry. I was going to say it it is pretty staggering though. Like when the camera pans out and you see how many Buffalo are just dead skinned, like it's. Yeah, like they'll it's do a hundred in a day. Like or this something. is greed. Oh yeah, yeah. And so that's what like the montages are really trying to highlight is that there are many times within the montages where either the kid or the Skinner are like, 
hey man, we have enough. We should go back. We're gonna make a lot of money. We should we should head back. And he's like, no, I can get the whole herd, even though it's like a hundred thousand buffalo or and something. And also, they don't have well, like where are you gonna put all these skins? You right. Have, you have no way of transporting them back. He's and he's like, like, oh, we'll just come back in the spring. Yeah, we'll bury them and then we'll come back in the spring and and take the rest then. And like you're like, gonna make this whole journey out there once more. Yeah. To, no. That almost killed you. Yeah. No. So like. Yeah. So. I have thoughts on that. We'll save that for the end. <laughs> okay. So Nick does hand a bottle of alcohol to the kid who's getting sick at one point. He's like, drink it. And um, we started thinking, they've been there a while, and they don't really have anything to do. How much alcohol did they bring with them? And they didn't bring, like... So the crazy old man is super religious. Oh, yeah. And he has a Bible. But other than that, there's no other, like forms of entertainment that they have brought with them no one brought no. you know like a rubik's cube a rubik's cube yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 1834 no one brought a you know like portable no, dvd player nobody brought Purchasey. how could they you know how could how, they not? i've never traveled anywhere without my purchase <laughs> i have a travel size Purchasey in case i find myself in like an airplane or a train or something in with need one of, of Purchasey tray tables yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah yeah it's travel Purchasey. <laughs> <laughs> so there's another sort of weird moment where they're sitting at the campfire again and nick is being mad and he's like eat your damn buffalo meat and shut up or blah 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 and also, yeah, that's all they're eating. That's all they're eating is buffalo meat. No vegetables. but um, Water and buffalo meat. The dream. Hey, that's how some people eat. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but then there's a really weird moment where Nick does a very Nicolas Cage thing in the middle of a movie. Kind of like um, in the old way, I think it was. Where he did that, wow, wow, my baby, wow. You remember that from the old way? Uh, how could I not? Yeah. How could so I not he does that here that? where he kind of bobs his head and he's like, I'm here to hunt buffalo, get their hides, and sell them. And he like sort of bobs his head and he does that very classic Nick yeah. Cage timbre. Sort I of think we've fun. missed something. Uh, what have something we missed? Something else with his head that he does multiple times. Oh, yeah. He takes, he straight razors his head. Dry. He dry shaves yeah. his head. Yeah. I guess it's like to look menacing because he's kind of the villain of the movie. Is he? Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I know, but is he meant to be from like... Okay, do you want to get into like why he... Why do we think he shaved his head? Yeah. So it could be like a character choice because... So what we'll get to in a second here is that they're hunting buffalo for so long that winter starts... And because they're in the Colorado Rockies and there's such a harsh winter, especially in the 1800s, uh, they're snowed in to where they are. So they have to stay there for like six to eight months, which is fucking... Say that again? Six to eight months. I'm sorry. Once more, please. Six to eight months, which is incidentally how long it felt like I was in that movie theater (laughs) watching this movie. And probably how long it feels like for you all listening to this podcast. Can you comprehend being stuck in like a snowdrift for six to eight months with no Parcheesi. No Parcheesi. Not a Parcheesi in sight. Not even a Parcheesi within 50 miles. Anyway, so... so, so, And they uh, have no... Like, they just had the clothes on their backs. They didn't bring any change of clothes. They only brought alcohol. They have a shitload of bison fur. They have bison fur, alcohol, and and ammo. And Mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah. And um, so the reason he shaved his head or the reason that it was you think he shaved his head maybe to show sort of his insanity like why would someone this crazy continue to shave his head 
when they're in the dead of winter, like when the oh, hair to keep can his keep his head, head warm. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be that. I don't know. that Because his brain is exposed. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to look like Mr. Clean. He did. Yeah. He accomplished it. Yeah. (laughs) Had the same sexual energy that Mr. Clean does. (laughs) So at a certain point, the kid starts feeling guilty that they're killing all these buffalo. So he tries to scare them away while Nick's like hunting them. Oh, on that scary horse. On, uh, God, I already forget the name of that horse. Rain Rain Man. Man. Yeah. (laughs) So... I think probably the best scream of the movie, but it's all—it's ultimately going to be up to you, is Nick goes, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, God damn it, Will, stop. God damn it, Will. And mm-hmm. then there's a lot of like distant screams that- The audio from here on, terrible. terrible. It's like the first three episodes of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brutal. <laughs> so- so no, I had a really hard time hearing anything, especially for the, when for, like, the, the snowstorms hit. Oh yeah, yeah. It I'm was like, like, I don't, I don't know what they're saying. I don't care. I like stop taking notes at this point too. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's just, it's all just the same shit again. They're sitting by the campfire, and the the Skinner's being skeptical, and he's like, I can't believe we're still here. We should have gone by now. Well, it's maybe we can leave soon. And he's like, I'm not gonna risk a cave in, you know. And we were like, okay, it's dead of winter. They're covered in bison fur, so they're staying warm. But they rode horses there. Are their horses just fine through the dead of winter in Colorado? There's horses and donkeys. What are they feeding those horses and donkeys? Bison? Bison. Do horses eat meat? Would they no. willingly eat meat? No. I guess they would like nibble on grass and stuff. What grass? Yeah, not in the winter. The huge plot hole. Yeah. How are any of your animals still alive? Uh, ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so... Yeah, so anyway, it's winter. I'm just skimming my notes. He screams a few more times at the Skinner. Can't you ever shut up? Uh, it's spring. They The Skinner keeps threatening to leave, and then yeah. he doesn't. And then he doesn't, because he tries to leave at one point, and he just runs into like a snow-covered mountain. He's like, well, I guess we're here for six to eight more months or something. Oh, my God. So <laughs> it's also at this point where... This is the first time in my notes that I wrote down anything about the crazy old man. We mentioned him in the beginning, but he's been largely irrelevant. But he's been trying to poison the Skinner the whole time. So the Skinner realizes this. Slowly. Slowly poison him um, because they have like wolf poison that they use to divert the wolves from them. So, (laughs) yeah, I know. It's this whole thing. Wolf poison, but no part cheesy. (laughs) Um so they have this big fight and the Skinner ends up killing the crazy old man. So Nick Cage has to like, well, he almost kills a crazy old man. So he has to, Nick Cage has to put him out of his misery. So now it's spring and finally they, can, they yeah, can head back. So it's just Nick, the, the Skinner kid, and the short king. The short king. <laughs> and they're going back and they're riding back the way they came. And Nick is, he's so happy. He's elated. He's screaming. Describe. About- their cargo. Yeah, so they have this big wagon that they took there that was largely empty when they were when they first got to where they were right, going because they only brought ammo, alcohol, right. and one Bible. Right. I mean, even if you put a Rubik's cube in there, like there's plenty <laughs> of room. But so on the way back, the it's stacked. It's really big. It's tall. It's heavy. It's oh, yeah. full of these bison furs. So they like, rolled them up. Yeah. So Nick screaming like. We're going to make like $18,000. Oh my God. What are we? Actually, a question for you. Yeah. Do you yeah. think it was a better like 
space saving opportunity for them to roll them up that way or do you think they should have just stacked them vertically on top of each I think other they were mostly stacked actually the ones they were at the top like were rolled they were, they were rolled. rolled like carpets oh yeah no that was probably the wrong way to do it but... i thought so too yeah it was like these fools yeah it's like they've never skinned a bison before yeah <laughs> well one guy i guess hadn't <laughs> but then he had like three thousand times to practice but so this whole movie sets up that it's a movie about kind of nicholas cage going insane and about- yeah let's take a step back yeah remember at the beginning when you said oh it's a con mm-hmm. wasn't Not a con. con no remember when they crossed the, the native americans who were yeah. who were like they never crossed the- them no or the woman yeah irrelevant no yeah it all yeah so but (laughs) i'm okay with parts of that but what i don't understand is what happens next which is that this whole movie is this really deeply personal story about you know greed and about how it can you know get you to drive you insane and how you know your thirst for adventure can go too far in the case of the younger short king guy and then what happens is as they've got this big wagon full of these furs, uh, the Skinner's manning the wagon, and he like hits a bump or something, and the wagon breaks. Like the axle breaks. The off. axle breaks, and he he falls off of a cliff to his death. To his death, and all of the furs that they spent eight months or more in the winter harvesting all fell into a river, like down the bottom of a cliff. To me, I feel like the movie should just end there. Agreed. Or, or the movie should then be, you know, largely focused on Nicolas Cage going insane from that. Because you saw him go insane. But, like, how do you get more insane than that? He just takes it. He just looks at it and goes, well, that sucks. And then, like, they just keep moving. And they go back to they Butcher's back, Crossing. Yeah. Where they run into Paul Racy, the world's worst actor. Who's like, actually, did you see the big short? Because the fur market... <laughs> Uh, got shorted. The fur market is is the bubble burst. And to me, I'm like, well, that's a fucking hat on a hat. Like, why why kick him while he's down? Like, like why why are we like getting into the fur economics, Paul Racy? <laughs> he was like, remember when everybody wanted beavers, and now you can't sell beavers. You can't buy beavers for a dozen a penny pence or something. <laughs> And Nick Cage is like, I got 30,000 fucking bison fur. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. (laughs) Fur economics. Fur economics. So finally, Nicholas Cage. He doesn't have that, though. No. It's all in the river. It's all in the river. And he's like, it's just I need a crew to go back up north to get the furs that I buried and we can make millions. And he's like, no, but I'm going to buy them. So then the last scene is like Nicholas Cage burns but he, he burns down butcher's crossing. butcher's crossing and a stunt double on a horse comes by and <laughs> hits paul racy in the head and i think he dies yeah and then nick cage starts to ride off and he turns and looks at the short king who gives him a disapproving glare mm. and then the movie ends uh, except it doesn't because then a black screen comes up with white oh, text and correct. it says r.i.p the buffalo um, actually hunting Buffalo was really bad. And, um, there's a lot of like, like it becomes almost like a, a cautionary know, tale, a cautionary tale. But what do you got there? You... No, just that okay. like in, in like the 1500s, there were 
probably 30 million buffalo leading up until the early 1800s. Yeah. And then buffalo hunting became popular. And in 1884, the record low of buffalo in the United States was 325 counted buffalo. Mm. Now in 2023, there are 500,000 buffalo alive, 5,000 live in Yellowstone and they're protected. Yeah. And they've been able to get the population back up. Yeah. And but like, when that's this amazing. Movie, yeah. So. But that's not. But that's, that's not, not what, this what the movie was about. about. It's not what the movie's about. The movie's about this personal story. Like. This greed. Th- about greed. And like, I understand that like. Y- yeah. It's not. And a quest for adventure. Right. Like, if you want to end a movie with that, then you make a movie about the people who were directly involved with bringing the buffalo back. Right. You don't. Like, you don't, like, idolize the people who killed them all. Like, because I said earlier, I was like, because I guess Nicolas Cage is the villain of this movie, but he's also sort of not. It's, uh, yeah, you're meant to think that the guy who's the Skinner is the villain. Right. But, like, you know, and then what? Like, the kid's the hero? But, like, why? Because after murdering 30,000 Buffalo, he was like, actually, that's too many, Nick Cage. Now I'm done. And it's like, wait, he's the hero? Yeah, he like Where he are never the Native stood Americans up for in this himself. whole story. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like No, it's like yeah. yeah. It was really disappointing. And then I And I feel thinking, bad for the Buffalo yeah, that that's their legacy. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> <this film. laughs> if you want to make a story about like the tragedy of the American Buffalo and and maybe the the recovery then like that should be what the story's about, not about like a man going insane. Especially when you're filming on an Indian reservation. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, man. Like come on. I know. Do better. Yeah. Gabe. Gabe. Talking to you, buddy. Yeah. And like the very first scene of the movie is the young kid writing a letter to his father. Like, I'm sorry that I dropped out of college, but I feel like this is the adventure for me. And he finds himself, you know, eight months or more learning from and spending time with an older man. Like this could have very easily been like a father son story. Like, like how do you bond with somebody about that? But that's not also not what it was. He was, he went to Harvard. Harvard, yeah. So he dropped out of Harvard. In the 1800s, how hard do you think it was to get into Harvard? Uh, you probably just had to be like... Literate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi, I know how to read and write. Can I get into Harvard? Welcome. Uh, Welcome, sir, good sir. You can't get into Harvard because you're overqualified. <laughs> you you should be a own, doctor. You should own Harvard. You should be, you should be saving You can lives. teach here. You should be bloodletting with leeches at this point. Anyway... And I think that's going to do it from the Nick Cage scenes. I think that's going to do it for me this evening. <laughs> I don't know how much more I can tolerate. Well, any other closing thoughts before we get into Nicolas Cage Awards? I mean, I guess I'm glad that the Buffalo population has risen. Sure. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but if you Have want... you ever eaten bison? I think I've had like a bison burger. Yeah, same. Yeah. Makes me feel bad now. I know. I do kind of feel bad about it now. I'm like, oh, are you in danger? Should we have like, there were like 30 million bison. There's so many cows. Yeah. Kill all the cows. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Or just like, I don't know. I don't know. Just eat whatever you want. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going (laughs) to judge you for it. We are going to judge you if you have really short arms. We'll judge you if you have really short arms. But we're not going to judge your diet. But we won't judge your diet. That is off limits. Anyhow, uh, Nicholas Cage Awards, Han, who's the best supporting actor? And don't you dare say Paul Racy. I mean, (laughs) there's like no answer here. Uh, Oh. The crazy old man? No. What? The bison? No. You're looking at me like I should know. (laughs) Oh, a rain man. (laughs) 
Rain Man, the horse. Rain Man, the horse. Yeah. He was clearly onto something. Added a lot of tension that, you know, was really under the level. I think Nick needed some, yeah, like Nick needed some pressure on him. Yeah. Yeah. Really to deliver here because he didn't do much. I mean, he did probably the best with what oh, he was given. This, I, can you imagine how bad this would be without him? No, I can't. I can't imagine. I almost passed atrocious. out thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was passed out thinking about how bored I would be if it were literally any other actor. God, if it were any other actor, I would turn this movie off in less than I'm, a minute. I'm glad that they did this in 19 days. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that he was able to just do like a double header with the other oh, the old Western. One. So he mm-hmm. was like, you know, in the Western mood that and then could just like move on from it. Yeah. That movie was also frustrating. I think we just don't like Westerns. Yeah, but there's I like there are probably good westerns like Killers of the Flower Moon that just came out is apparently a really good western. It's apparently a thousand years long, but it's apparently really this good. Felt like a thousand. Years this long. felt a thousand years long, but it was like a crisp two hours. Anyway, best dressed. I mean, he's kind of wearing like, the same thing. Probably like with the Ben Franklin glasses. Ooh, yeah, 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 love it. Ben Franklin Gates. Benjamin Franklin Gates. <laughs> uh, worst Nicolas Cage scene. The end when he burns the yeah i think an argument could be made for when when they're sitting by the campfire and the kid Bro. goes why do you hunt buffalo and he goes <laughs> he's silent he's just silent and or his other response to after uh, the man's i know you that that's the worst he's like so anyway that's why i became a buffalo hunter i, I know, know you. you what did we miss what did we miss do we miss something did they oh cut my it? god speaking of what did we miss did we miss something we don't we need to talk. we don't need to talk about it nick's not in it uh, nick's not in it i guess he does scream oh no there is a very fun scene that i glossed over because i wanted to get through it but um the kid has like a dream he has montage. a lot of yeah he has a lot of vivid dreams he has vivid dreams and one of the, his dreams is nicholas cage Having sex with the waitress. That's right. From before, while in a buffalo. buffalo It almost looked like a buffalo was railing the waitress. (laughs) (laughs) But what we didn't mention was that the day before they were going to go out on their journey. Well, too bad. (laughs) I'm still recovering. (laughs) (laughs) But the day before they're going to go out on their journey, um, the kid like walks into the saloon or something, and everybody's having a party, drinking, everybody's fun. And the waitress comes up to him and is like, hey there, Mr. Anderson. I thought you looked mighty fine earlier. Let's get out of here. And then like the whole rest of the movie, it's like he's in love with this woman. And they keep asking him about her. They're like, ah, when you get back, you're going to see your woman that you love. And it's like, what? What? What do we fucking miss? Love? 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 Love at a time like this? In this economy? In this this fur economy? In this fur economy? How could you? I'm going to start saying in this fur (laughs) economy. economy. (laughs) Uh, Best Nicolas Cage scene. Fucking hell. I don't know. Maybe the one that he's, that the short king is is like distracting the buffalo and Nick's running around trying to save it. That's where the that's starts where you yelling. Get the best screams. Um, I don't know if that's the best one because it's hard to hear. There's the saloon in the yeah, I know, right? There's the, the saloon, saloon in the, the beginning. beginning. Yeah, and then there's that's true. His first appearance is is pretty breathtaking. Yeah, yeah, his first appearance where he's like, ah, there's nothing there for you, kid, and then rides yeah, off. His second appearance in the saloon, fine, sure, that one. Okay, sounds good. 
<laughs> his best scream. Will, you fucking idiot. Whatever he well, says. what the fuck are you doing? Will? Yeah. Ah, God damn it, Will. That. Yeah. That's really the only clear one that's loud. Yeah. yeah. In some, but what I was going to say in some of the like haunting dream sequences that the short king mm. has, you can hear screams in the background that are clearly yeah. a la Nicolas Cage. Yes. A la Nicolas Cage. <laughs> And Ham, the most nouveau shamanic moment. What do you I got? I think dry shaving his head. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, just flicks that. Mm-hmm. He know. does it two or three times. Yeah, so at least twice. A character three, choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know that you probably were going to say when he like bobbles a little bit. Well, you know, I think it's that because yeah, it's like fair. no one comments on it. Yeah, I no. think he thought that it added. I mean, it does. It's menacing. Yeah. And it's uh, Kabuki. What? It's say, Western. It's, it's West. Western it's a Western. Kabuki is with Kabuki. Love it. Ties it all together. Listen to some of our other episodes for a more in-depth description of what he that is means. writing a book about it. <laughs> supposedly. So Han, where are we ranking this one? Uh, where do we put the old way? Oh God, good question. Because they're back to back. Eighty-five. Eighty-four. So you think it was better than the old I think old it was way. better than the old one. I think his character... I don't think the mm. movie was better. I think his character was more interesting. So that puts it right below Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Love it. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Right above, you mean? Like, north... <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, 83 is Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance? Oh, actually, no. So 84 is Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. This will become 85, and then the old way will become 86. 86. That's groovy groovy yeah groovy baby groovy baby well han and listeners we might even just be back next week oh my god because what a surprise the retirement plan dropped yeah. on prime yeah. amazon prime all of a sudden to yeah. on demand Ooh. we can stream it <laughs> and then soon after that i'm excited for will this be one. dream scenario that looks good yeah yeah retirement clan clan plan could, could it's got bad reviews yeah it's I got could, worse reviews than this i could give or take yeah worse than this oh yeah big time well this had a 73 yeah which is uncalled crazy. for yeah but it had a it had an audience score that was pretty bad it was like 6.1 no like the the rotten tomatoes does critic and audience scores Oh, and well, the audience was just me, you, and that other girl. <laughs> I don't Nobody else saw this movie. think that anyone else saw this movie. Yeah, no. We can calculate the box office by just dividing yeah. or multiplying like, by three. It was like <laughs> 30, 40 bucks. <laughs> so, so they lost, you know, 9,999,000. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it. Anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here? No, I mean, uh, happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Happy Halloween. Get spooky. Not with this. No. There's what What do you think is the spookiest Nick Cage movie? Well, he tried to do a straight up horror movie called Pay the Ghost, but that was not very scary. I think Mandy is the scary. Oh, sorry. You think Mandy? Mandy is the scariest movie. Mandy's a good one. Color Out of Space is a kind of an. It's up, more alien. It's more unsettling kind of. I think Mandy gore. Like it's gory. Mm. Mom and Dad is more comedic. Horror. Mom and Dad's fun. Yeah. But, but I think Mandy is like one. his scariest That's probably his film. Best. Yeah. Go watch Mandy this weekend. Yeah, Mandy's a good one. Also, 
It's Halloween. Watch Vampire's Kiss. Oh my God. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Listen, get out of here. Get out of here. Listen. To Go that. listen to Vampire's Kiss. Watch Vampire's What's Kiss. What's going it a, on? Make it a Halloween classic. Listen to Vampire's listen, Kiss. Listen, and then listen, listen to, to our episode. episode of Vampire's Kiss. It was fun. We loved it. And we love you. Aw. Just know, mm-hmm. as always, we will be here for you through Nick and Thin. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Now.